From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, March 31st. The Seven County Infrastructure Coalition has shelved a proposed 35-mile highway through the Bookcliffs for now. But Grand County officials want their thoughts on conserving that land to be clear in the future. Justin Higginbottom reports on a recent planning commission meeting to do just that. The scenery was grand beyond description. That's a quote from Gwyn Harris Heap. He's the first European to describe the area, known as the Book Cliffs during an expedition in 1853. The area is almost 2.4 million acres. The BLM manages the vast majority of that, other than some energy industry claims and a spattering of private ranches. A decent chunk of the land is in Grand County, and local officials have largely opposed development of the area since the 80s. As many of us Grand County residents know, it is a fabulous piece of wild country in the north of our county. It is a vital wildlife corridor. It's it's really one of the last best untrammeled wildlife habitats in, in the western United States. It features Utah's largest roadless area, which is one of the country's largest roadless areas. That's Sam Van Wetter of the Rural Utah Project during public comments in a Grand County Planning Commission meeting. Commissioners are drafting a small area plan for book cliffs to finally get down on paper how they feel the land should be managed. The plan includes goals for protecting wildlife and sensitive archaeological sites and to limit motorized routes. Grand County Commissioner Trish Hedin says it will provide a reference to officials. When the BLM is doing their EIS, they'll look through a county's general plan and, you know, they're looking to see what that county wants to do with that area. An EIS is an environmental impact statement. The goal is to get other landowners within that region, their input, what's the vision for that area and what are kind of the little objectives in each of those visions, whether it's intact wildlife habitat, right, you know, fiscal responsibility for the county, etc. We definitely talked about existing grazing allotments, existing gas and oil development. That's all good. We don't necessarily want to see more of that, but we're in line with kind of keeping what's there there. But importantly, no new infrastructure. Although Grand County doesn't manage a whole lot of the book cliffs. Here's Tony Mancuso. He's on the planning commission. It's important for us to remember that greater than 99% of the land in the planning area is administered as federal public land or state trust land. The county does not have actual administrative jurisdiction over any of these documents. So essentially what we're talking about here is an op-ed piece that's coming from the county and being presented to the BLM and trust lands. But uh, I think it's very important that we do this given the uh, local control mantra that we allegedly like to hear from Salt Lake City that we show we have done planning and we have considered this area. Justin Higginbottom for KZMU News. A regional paleontologist with the Bureau of Land Management has completed a damage assessment of the Mill Canyon Dinosaur Track site. Overall, they say damage to the tracks appears minor, but some fractures could have formed when BLM-approved construction crews drove heavy equipment around the site. According to the assessment, fractures can cause fossils to degenerate faster. The track site is about 15 miles north of Moab in what is now arid desert, but 112 million years ago, it was a muddy area along a shallow lake. 
a diverse array of ancient animals like sauropods, birds, and crocodiles left their tracks there. It's now ranked as one of the top dinosaur track sites in the United States. Because of that, the area is interpreted, meaning there's signage explaining the site and a wooden boardwalk for visitors to easily look at the fossils and avoid walking on them. In early January, when construction crews began replacing what became a warped boardwalk, locals sounded an alarm. It appeared that heavy equipment was driven on some surfaces known to have dinosaur tracks. The incident garnered national media attention. It was a, it was an error, and you know it was not like we were purposefully, obviously, trying to to damage anything. A mistake was made, and we're trying to correct that. Nicole Gaddis Wyatt is the BLM's Moab field manager. She was speaking to me last night outside the monthly chapter meeting of the local Utah Friends of Paleontology group. There, she and their members discussed the damages and next steps going forward. We're going to do a supplementary environmental assessment, which means we'll take the old one and we'll add to it addressing alternative materials and construction. Basically, the BLM is going to move forward with replacing the boardwalk, with much more public engagement, a new environmental assessment, and paleontologists supervising the entire time. Yes, so during the environmental assessment and when the construction resumes, there will be a paleontologist on site to monitor the activities and make sure that areas that are that are exposed or flagged so that they're not driven on or walked on. That was a big takeaway from the damage assessment, a need for paleontological expertise. The assessment found fracturing damage east of the main interpretive area. An important crocodile track was, quote, unfortunately repeatedly driven over. No paleontologist was on site to supervise. And this spot and others were not flagged for construction crews to avoid. The assessment lays out several key recommendations for the BLM moving ahead, among them filling the currently vacant paleontology positions at their Canyon Country District and state offices. The assessment says having those paleontologists in place would create a better internal review of projects like this. Gaddis Wyatt says filling those positions... It just comes down to funding, which the budget is controlled, you know, in D.C. Moab's paleontology position has been vacant since 2018. Money for the job was reallocated to other things. We're really hoping that there's going to be funding available when, if we do get a budget here soon, and we can go through that process of hiring, which, again, leads us to the, the next hurdle of getting someone who can afford to come and live in Moab and who could, you know, do the job. That's certainly another hurdle. Gaddis Wyatt says the last five people hired through the Moab field office eventually declined their job offer after failing to secure local housing. Another way the housing crisis and tourism economies impact resource protection. The Mill Canyon Dinosaur Track site is currently restricted to public access. There's a fence around the roughly two-acre area. But Gaddis Wyatt says people are still trying to get in. And without a boardwalk right now, that means she's worried about more damages to the fragile site. You know, folks want to see it, and I understand that, but we just need to make sure that they stay outside the fence line and they can look in. But if they go in there, it's, like I said, I'm really concerned about the the adverse impacts that could cause. The federal agency wants to have an environmental assessment completed by early summer. They're trying to get the site reopened before fall tourism. 
In the meantime, they might lean on the Friends group and their volunteers to help monitor the important fossils. Having their eyes out there and them knowing what is and isn't right, you know, where people should and shouldn't go, and then alerting the BLM to that is really helpful in this time. To read the paleontological assessment of the Mill Canyon Dinosaur Track Site, visit the show notes of today's news on our website and podcast. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, March 31st. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.